Hello listeners and welcome once again to another episode of Homeschooling Matters where we talk about matters pertaining to homeschooling as well as the value of homeschooling. My name is Nikki Rodriguez and once again I'm your host. How are you guys doing? You know it's been about 14 months I believe now this month of this entire pandemic reaching our shores and having our first case and it has just been getting worse guys. Just towards the end of last year things had gotten to practically zero zilch nada nothing and now we've had an absurdance of cases and it's been really really bad so we have been thrusted into a lockdown once again and it's pretty interesting because when i first got interviewed so I've been interviewed so many times um, on this particular topic. Of course, it was an anomaly to most people. They were not homeschooling. They were parenting their children, sending them off to the conventional school system. And as I said to you guys, a lot of media houses had reached out to me. And my my take on the matter was the same thing. Throughout all of my interviews, I told parents to make the most of the opportunity, spend the time with the children that they didn't have before because they were so busy in this rat race of life, you know, Shuttling them off to school, they're getting off to work, then picking them up again, getting home, getting homework done, getting a meal on the table, rinse, lather, repeat. That was basically their lives. And of course, if the children had extracurricular activities, you'd be taking them to that and so on and so forth. And I still believe that, you know, it's an opportunity for families to bond and to get closer together and to spend more time doing things as a unit, as a family unit. Um... But of course, you know, it's been 14 months now and I'm sure a lot of people are a bit fed up of that, of, of being stuck at home. Not to mention, of course, parents don't have the, um, have lost income in some cases. They have lost the opportunity to earn their money because several businesses have been closed. Once they are deemed as non-essential locally, they have been closed. And so it's been very difficult, you know. Um, initially, it might have been a, a cool thing to do for some. Um, but I think it's getting a bit old for others. So one of the things that people are often cons- concerned about when they hear that you're a homeschooling family is, what about socialization? And I think now, especially, it would be of a great concern because the usual avenues, like I said in one episode before, I had to correct someone who thought that as homeschooling families, we are not affected by the whole quarantine situation. And I was like, of course we are. The freedom we had as homeschooling families to pick up and go on field trips every month at least, or to go to the park or to do school in a different environment, to have friends over, other like-minded homeschooling families, to go, you know, to do all their co-curricular activities because we don't call them extra we think of it as part of their learning experience so their co-curricular activities whether it be their music classes their sporting games and that kind of thing all of those things ground to a halt for us as well and when things did open back up you found that everybody was kind of flocking to the neighborhood parks and they were doing what they could have done to make up for the lost time i remember going um, a couple sunday evenings to a nearby park it was a brand new park it had gotten very popular my husband and older older sons would be playing football with some other young men from our church and other guys um, that he would meet there. And we would either take the kids on their roller skates or their bicycles and they would just have a, ta- a, a fun time running, just playing and having a wonderful time. But, you know, as we were getting accustomed and acclimatized to being back out again, bam, they came and they shut things down again once they found it to be non-essential. These things are essential, They're not only essential for regular families, but they are essential for homeschooling families who do not have that outlet to go out and and, and interact with people daily. So I read an article, actually it was a post on Facebook, and the question was asked, you know, what are families doing now 
in 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 light of the whole COVID situation, especially if you're a homeschooling family, what are you doing? And so a lot of people were saying, this is a, an American group that I'm a part of. And a lot of people were saying, well, you know, we're doing this and we're doing that because in, in the U.S., some of their states are open. Some of the laws and regulations are a little bit more relaxed. And so they were able to, this is like about a few weeks ago, so they were able to get back out there. You know, some schools, I understand, may be open, and, you know. So they are able to do a lot more. But in our case, things just started to get up again. And so they shut things back down real quick. So what do we do? Now, for me, as a homeschooling family for the past 12 years, we have always had a homeschool group, whether we were a part of a group. And then in my case, a few years ago, I actually founded a group. So every Friday we would usually take off and the children would either go when we were going out um, to meet up with our homeschooling fellow homeschoolers. Or in my case, I hosted at my home. So I always had several families coming on Fridays. And that was another outlet for our children. Then they also had Sunday school. We are very active in our church. We are believers. And so we go to church pretty often usually Friday and Sunday, and they would have like Sunday school and children's ministry that they could be a part of on Saturdays. They will have youth meeting from time to time. They've been doing the youth meetings via Zoom, but obviously it's not the same. Just usually we would pick up ourselves and just go, I could take them to the park if you want to do something a little different. Um, one day if we're going to do, if we're going for a walk, we could do our little nature walks. We could observe science and nature, that kind of thing. But all of those things we can no longer do. The good thing for us is that we have a pretty large family, right? Um, my family consists of two young adults. I have a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old. We also have two teenagers, a 15-year-old girl and a 13-year-old girl. Then we have two young children, a 9-year-old and a soon-to-be 7-year-old. And then we have two toddlers, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So we have a wide, like a, a diaspora of children and ages in our home. But I know in some cases that's not the case. You may have one or two children and you're homeschooling them. And even if you're not homeschooling, they are being virtual, virtually schooled or they're doing pandemic or crisis schooling. They're doing distance learning. How do you satisfy your children's need for socialization? I want to read just a couple comments, maybe about two or three comments from the original post. Person asks the question, how do you socialize your children? I don't want my kids to go back to public school. So apparently this is a parent who was in the public school system in the U.S. and she doesn't want to send them back, right? But her concern was, she says, but I worry about the lack of socialization. I have no intentions of putting them back in public school. My main concern was or is my daughter missing kids her own age. I just wanted to know how to find a way to get that for her. And I just highlighted two of the comments. I wouldn't call the people's names. And one person says, public school is not normal socialization. I'm sad to say that as a veteran teacher of 28 years. Think about our life after school. We don't work in groups of people exactly our age. And if someone treats us poorly, we are not forced to hang out with them. Recess at school is a complete mess. 106 to 8 year olds, or whatever age, all out in the playground with 2 to 3 adults supervising them. It's no wonder bullying is so prevalent there. So many places for kids to not be seen or heard by an adult who can catch them. My kids go to a co-op where we go on field trips, take fun classes and have park days. It warms my heart to see my six-year-old son hanging out with a group of boys ages 5 to 14 and the older boys are nice to him. Their moms are right there. 
My kids also take gymnastics, swimming lessons, and sing in choir. They are plenty socialized, and they're not picking up bad habits from other kids in school. And that was the comment of one commenter below the question that was asked in the group. Another commenter says, It's interesting to me that when people find out I'm homeschooling, one of their main concerns or questions is, how do you give them social time? I find it odd that people hold socialization up to such a high pedestal and that the standard for developing good social skills in public school. Really? I think she means, and that's the standard. How's that working out for the majority of our society? Seems like public school causes more poor social skills than good. Just my thoughts. But to answer your question directly, church activities, community sports programs, develop neighborhood playing and intentional playdates with kids we actually want them being good friends with. You know, and I have to echo the sentiments of these two ladies because it's basically what I've been saying for a long time. Herding our children into a classroom with their peers, all of them being about basically the same age, maybe a year younger, in some cases maybe a year older, is not the epitome of socialization. In life, they will not be socialized by people or they will not spend the majority of hours of their day with people their own age. They will have a wide variety of ages that they have to interact with. And that is why when people ask homeschoolers about socialization, it is such a comical thing to hear what they think it is and what it should look like on a daily basis because they really do think that the traditional school is where it's supposed to be. But no parents, no. When you are homeschooling or if you choose to homeschool your children, you are therefore now in charge of giving them opportunities and teaching them actually how to be socialized first and foremost by teaching them proper etiquette and good manners, social graces, strong moral values and a good strong moral compass that they can, you know, align themselves to. Really and truly, it's not all that it's chalked up to be because I know a lot of parents who have a lot of children in this public school system. And one of my concerns, actually, one of the things that was also driving force behind us wanting to homeschool and then when we started continuing to homeschool is that we had a lot less garbage to take out of them at the end of every single day because let's face it they're away from you for the majority of the time and then if you happen to have the time if you're not too tired at the end of the day you have to now listen to what their day was like and try to unpack the nonsense that may have been packed in, the nonsense that may have been that may have come from them listening to other people and being pressured. Let's face it, you can raise a very strong, morally upright child, but if they're spending most of their days with other children whose parents may not have as much of a vested interest in their well-being, chances are they're going to be affected. You know, the Bible talks about bad company corrupting good morals. And you think about it, if you are placed in an environment where you are constantly bombarded with the negative opinions and feelings of others, eventually it will take its root. I remember from my own time as a child in school, in secondary school more so, I remember I was not a believer back then. I was, I belonged to a religion, but I was not a believer and lover of Jesus Christ. And I remember that there was one, there were one or two children who were believers. They were raised in strong Christian family homes and you know, after a while, you would see an ebbing away of their morals and their upbringing because of the amount of time they spent in school. Fast forward to when I was a teacher in a secondary school, a very good secondary school, I might add. And you also had children that came from decent homes with strong moral and spiritual values. And within a term or two terms, give them a year at most, that 
pressure to conform to what is the norm, it does take effect. So as parents, I know it's a bit hard for us at this point in time, but let's face it, public school, conventional school is not the be-all and end-all of your children's socialization. I know at this point in time, we're not able to take them out to gym, to do sports, where we are there to supervise and watch them take part and do whatever needs to be done. But we can do these things at home with our children. We can play a very integral part in making sure that they're properly socialized. We can, you know, do little tea parties with them. If you happen to be the parent of an only child or you have children, you know, that are many, many years apart. But even then, it's not impossible. You know, I look at my two older sons playing with the little ones outside in the backyard from time to time. I look at, you know, how my daughter sometimes will engage the younger ones in cooking with them, that kind of thing. And that's the things that we, those are the things that we do as a family to make sure that they're little social tanks, let's say, are full. But as a, a large family as ours, we don't really have that much of an issue with it because there's always something to do. There's always something that's happening. But for the families that are smaller than ours or with children that are, you know, years and years apart, see if you can get to playing some more board games or playing some virtual games with their friends. Like uh, my two sons, they weren't, ex two younger sons, Joey and Jesse, they weren't exposed to the public school system at all. And their only outlet would have been our church activities. It just so happens that one of they, they are very good friends with two brothers who are their ages. Um, and those two brothers are children of a diplomat, let's just say. And so she's here sometimes and abroad sometimes. And right now she's posted in another country. So what I've been making happen for Joey and Jesse is we do these Zoom playdates. I mean, it's so funny that they are brothers that are friends with brothers that are the same ages as they are. And so they have these Zoom playdates and they do, um, what do they do in these Zoom playdates? They just show off, they just show off each other's toys. So like once one child will say, okay, this is my room. It's what it looks like. You know, and my son is even said, he sits there, he just listens. And then the next time around, he might, might be his turn to show some new toy or something he may have created or crafted or something. Listen, once they're having interaction, social interaction, time with each other, that's all that matters. But we can't keep chalking up our children's socialization to what they were getting in the school system. It's not the be-all and end-all of it. We as parents now have the responsibility in light of COVID and all the restrictions and so on to make the best of the situation. Continue to bake with them, cook with them, play games with them, pull out some board games, play some computer games if you want to. In my case, you know, you craft with them. We do like painting parties or we haven't done in a long, one in a long time, but we're going to be doing one soon. And just yesterday, I completed a, a playhouse for them so that they have ample opportunities. So they're not getting bored in the house. I also created a crafting station for them in my workspace. So they have different places, different spaces within the home, within the compound that they can go to if they want a change of scenery. You can do that for your children as well. I also, a couple weeks ago, did a flight. I simulated a flight with them, being a former flight attendant myself. I happen to know all these speeches because I travel very frequently, so I didn't forget my speeches. I put on a jacket and a skirt. I put on my husband's floral tie, a shirt, and I dressed myself up as a flight attendant. I was their mom attendant, configured the chairs in the living room so they didn't, you know, they literally felt like they were in an aircraft. I put a carpet runner down the middle I had a little trolley that I, it was actually an end table that I had to lift, but I had food. I cut out some containers and it was parceled off just like they would get it on an aircraft. They got, they got blankets, they had in-flight entertainment. You know, we're doing whatever we can do to make the best of the situation for the children. But don't think that socialization only comes through school and so you sit back whining and harping about the fact that they can't get this, they can't get that, we can't do this, we can't do that. No, 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 parents. The buck 
always stopped with us when it came to socializing our children. So let's do the best we can do for our children. All right. And if you want to see that simulated flight, you could find it on my page, Living Large by Faith, facebook.com forward slash Living Large by Faith. And you can like and follow that page. Lots of activities happening there. Since this entire pandemic, my, my two businesses basically have grown to a halt. And that's Daughters of the King and Made in His Image Consultancy Services. I can't go abroad to purchase clothing to sell anymore. I can't host my classes or workshops like I was doing. I may have to go virtually with those right now. But yeah, that's, you know, we're just making the best of the situation. I'm doing a lot of DIY projects. In fact, just last week, Friday, I started one called Fantastic Friday because in our family, Fridays was our day to go out and socialize and do our field trips and meet up with our homeschool group and so on. And since those things are no longer happening, it's still Fantastic Friday because I don't do schoolwork, quote unquote, book work on a Friday. We do fun things, whatever the children's interests may be. And so that comes with like crafting, painting, drawing, whatever, playing, reading a book, relaxing, whatever. And so I decided I would make that available to my audience. Uh, so feel free to check it out. It's Craft With Me, Fantastic Fridays, right on that same page, Living Large by Faith. I will catch you guys at another time. So in the meantime, send me your comments, answer that question. How are you socializing and what ideas do you have to socialize your children going forward? Take care and God bless you all real good. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.